Hi, and welcome to another episode of Real Estate with Howard Drukarsh. For those who don't know me, I'm one of the co-founders, along with Arthur Bartram and Ron Petticord, of Canada's largest independent real estate brokerage with over 5,500 agents. I've also been a member of the board of directors of the Real Estate Council of Ontario, the regulator for the province, the board of directors of the Toronto Regional Real Estate Board, and I sit on the board of the company I co-founded. A little bit more about me, my, my career uh, in this company was from manager to president to broker of record, and in, in all those roles, I was involved with hiring people. And over the time I was uh, a- active in the company, I hired over a thousand people. If you're interested in finding out more about my journey, our first episode called, uh, in, appropriately, Intro, uh, is the only episode on YouTube where it's just audio. The rest are audio and video, so you can find me there. Now on to our guest. Uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about her background because her, her background really was fascinating for me because it mirrored mine entirely. Uh, our guest is Ashley Smith. Ashley's a, a broker in, uh, in Vancouver with a company called Oakwin. Um, so here's Ashley. She was the youngest president uh, of the Real Estate Board of Greater Vancouver in its entire 100-year history. So we were both on local boards. Ashley was also um, on the uh, BC Real Estate Association. We were both on the same boards in that way at different provinces. And she's uh, smart and uh, um, is very technical. That's where we differ. <laughs> But let, let me just go on to say that uh, one more thing. Um, she also was, uh, uh, attention was brought to her in the uh, uh, business in Vancouver as one of the top 40 under 40 award. So uh, Ashley's been in the business of real estate for 10 years, uh, has a team, um, and she's going to be a really interesting guest because uh, her interests kind of parallel mine now, which is technology and real estate. So welcome to Real Estate with Howard Drukarsh. Welcome to Toronto. And here we go. Okay. Um, one of the things I ask people is, how did we meet? And in our case, we really met in the most interesting way. We, went on, we met online in, in an app called Clubhouse. Um, Clubhouse is an, um, it's an app where you, you're in rooms with people, um, you talk versus type, and there's an unlimited number of rooms. I happen to be in the real estate rooms. Ashley was in one. Uh, I, you know, we kind of connected with the way she talked about the business, so I invited her to be here. Um, but the other thing I like to ask people is about their own background. Um, what, uh, in your background, uh, were there many entrepreneurs? Like growing up in my background? No, not at all. (laughs) Uh, In fact, my parents thought I was nuts becoming a realtor. They're very much, I I grew up very much in like a blue collar, uh, steady work environment. Um, And so this, it was, it was a little scary when I became a realtor at 23. I'll say that. And and people around me didn't know how to support my journey, but uh, eventually found some people who could. So that's good. Well, you know, it, it's such an interesting career because, you know, I think for anybody that gets into it, on the outside, it looks really easy. You put a sign on, you make thousands of dollars, right? That's what people think. Nobody understands the emotional up and down, the hours that go in behind that. Um, and I think when you're 23, particularly, you know, that, that, that was a leap of faith. So, so you know, good for you for, for doing it. And obviously, it was a good decision, right? I mean, you've done, you've done well. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy I made that leap. I mean, it was, I took my exam, my licensing exam in December 2007 and was licensed, licensed January 2008. 
And um, it was a weird time to get in the business, as right. I'm sure you can imagine, just yeah. being that we were facing um, a downward market and really a market that just kind of was put on hold for some time. Um, but I, I had nowhere to go but up right. <laughs> from that point moving forward. And luckily, I was young enough to have dependents and, and was able to make it work. <laughs> well, good for you. And why, why, you know, of all the choices at 23, why did you pick real estate? You know, it, I wish I had a better answer for you. Um, a few things. I I moved out, um, you know, my parents' home really young at 18. I was working full time. I was going to school. Um, and, and I just felt like I really wanted to step into a career and didn't have another pathway ahead of me at the time. Um, real estate was very interesting, of course. Uh, this was, you know, think 2006, <laughs> uh, those, that kind of era where, where um, you know, people were making a lot of money in real estate and HGTV was like everything. And I hate to say that HGTV probably really catapulted me in my interest in real estate. That being said, um, I did buy real estate really young with my partner at the time. Um, at, at that time, we were slightly outside of Vancouver in a suburb and um, purchasing was more more or as at least as affordable as renting. Um, and so that, you know, I think, again, it piqued my interest and uh, never really looked back. But I don't think I really was that prepared for what entrepreneurship was. I don't think I thought of it as being an entrepreneurial step at the time. I was pretty naive. Um, I obviously learned pretty quickly that I needed to figure out how to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> uh, but a lot of people around me at the time, the brokerage I was with initially, a lot of my peers were um, quite a bit older than me, had been around a long, long time, kind of had their ways of doing things. And I didn't even really know to look for a mentor. So when I moved to the city, um, not long after is where I was kind of forced to network with other realtors. I, I was lucky because I was able to engage with other agents who were just very, very giving and very um, generous with their time and some advice. And um, I was, it, it piqued my interest too, because I was talking to um, younger agents uh, with some innovative ideas, things I could do on a budget at the time. A lot, this is when social media was just beginning. Um, and I, I kind of fell in love with the creative side of that as well. And I think that's what kind of kept me, kept me in. Well, you know what? We're going to talk about the creative side because your your social media uh, is really great. I mean, and I think you've also have you won awards for that? Um, I've I've been recognized, and I have yeah, I've I've, I've been acknowledged, and there's like things like Property Spark, and they they kind of list realtors who they feel um, are in the top, you know, however many. Um, so different years, I'll be labeled a different number, and that kind of thing. So I'm happy to be at least recognized uh, for that way, but nothing too exciting. Nothing that I can like put on the shelf. <laughs> do, do you share yeah. the acknowledgement with your dog? Because I know your dog's a big part of your uh, social media. Yeah. Well, I, I, I got a new dog during COVID oh. and um, I oh. had one previously uh, uh, who had passed away a few years back and I just missed having yeah. one around. And uh, I just think it's a, I like to include her online and I, I don't want to be like, I know there's that stereotype of her cliche of like the realtor uh, with their dog kind of in all their photos. I don't really go about doing that, but I, I like to share about my life without getting overly personal. I 
think, but enough for people get some insight and see like who I am, um, get to know me a little bit. And um, having my dog involved on my Instagram is an easy way to go about doing that. And people love dogs. So it's an easy win. <laughs> I, think, I think the thing about when, when I see um, your social media, you've got that balance. It's, it's professional, but there's some of your personal part in it. And, and of course, you do really nice work with the camera and with editing and all of that. So, I, you know, that was another reason I wanted to have you on as a guest, because I want to kind of go down that road. So, so let's, let's go to that part. Um, how important is social media in your business? Um, I'm finding it increasingly important. Um, definitely. I, everyone wants to know the ROI. And that's a question I probably wouldn't be able to articulate super well. Um, I, I'm also not great at, you know, metrics. <laughs> like, it's just not in my nature to keep a list of all the things. But what I do know is that um, more and more people are calling me because of what they're seeing that I'm doing online. They see that I, um, you know, I'm a little more creative or innovative in my marketing strategies. So I think they see what I do with marketing my properties, my, my listings. Um, and I think that's really important and something I can showcase when I'm in a listing presentation, um, show, show my prospective clients um, the type of reach that I can have, the type of audience that I have, the, the way that I know how to um, leverage video or um, even do paid advertising, but effectively and how it drives results. So that's, that's been really key. Um, and there have been, there's been some really amazing domino effects um, where, you know, I can attribute a good amount of income to, you know, certain activity that I've had uh, through social media and that's the snowballs as all business does business snowballs into the other business if you're able to um, leverage it um, and that's it's my strength so for me it's really important I also enjoy it so it brings me happiness in my what I do um, and I mean I think it's the way of the future so I, I think more and more I'm leaning in because I think that's how more people are going to find us um, Certainly my network sees me as they see me as active without being, I think, overly salesy. Um, so it keeps me top of mind. A lot of people from my past now are starting to connect with me um, as they're getting into like their home ownership stage of, of life, which is really great. And um, yeah, I mean, I could go on and on, but uh, that's kind of. Well, right. well in fact, <laughs> we will go on and on. Yeah. <laughs> so, what about this? Because you are good at, at, at that. Um, what, what social sites do you consider uh, the most worthwhile? And is there any way you've been able to determine which ones generate uh, business for you? Um, I can talk about what I do. I think it's evolving, like it's an evolution. And, and that's why I think it's so important to pay attention to kind of what's coming in, and formats that are, that are becoming more popular. For example, um, Facebook has always been the most um, worthwhile for me in terms of being able to bring it back to my business. So especially for ad ads. And again, I'm not a big lead generator. I'm not, a, I don't, I get a lot of leads, but I'm not great at fostering leads. Like it's just not the way that I work uh, to get my clients, but I'm able to market properties that I have and showcase to my clients, the metrics and show them that I'm getting, you know, 60 calls on a property before it even hits MLS because of my Facebook advertising, which is very impressive 
to a lot of them. Um, and that's been really great. That being said, a lot of things are changing with Facebook. So I'm having to pivot a little bit. Um, housing is a special ads category on Facebook, uh, for those of you who don't know, which has dramatically uh, limited the type of targeted advertising that I can do, um, which is, you know, it's changed how effective some of the advertising is. So I've found ways and because of my presence on Facebook and Instagram, because Facebook owns Instagram, I'm able to retarget um, probably better than some. So I still find it's very effective. Um, but then Instagram, I'm finding more and more is about brand awareness and reach and people knowing who you are and staying top of mind, that kind of thing. I think a lot about demographics. Facebook is a um, generally a slightly older demographic, um, which for in Vancouver matters because pricing or housing prices are so high. So, you know, a lot of my clients are my parents' age, which is great because they're all on Facebook. So that's where I spend a lot of time and start building that younger demographic of like people who know me on Instagram. Um, I think YouTube is underused by realtors. It's somewhere I'm trying to um, spend some more time these days. I think there's a lot of opportunity to build an audience right now because they're they're exploring short form video, which is something I've gotten really comfortable with. Um, I mean, yeah, and I love TikTok, but I wouldn't say that's like a main source of business for me, but it has helped me figure out how to create video. So it's it's been um, a great experience for me to step into other platforms with probably a little better uh, approach than some of my counterparts. Yeah, that's really good advice for anybody who's trying to get into it because you, you do have experience and, you know, it's, it, it is, uh, uh, social is changing, you know, and at one point, Facebook was the hottest, then, then Instagram, then recently, uh, Google bought YouTube. So there's so much going on, and you have to kind of know where you're going so that you, you know, you, and you do where you put your effort. Um, but turning back to real estate for a moment, uh, what do you consider the most important thing uh, that you've learned in your real estate career? Um, I think for me, it's quite personal and I'm, I'm really in the midst of it right now is just really understanding one's strengths and weaknesses <laughs> and, and learning to live with them and support them. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, I, I've really come to terms, I think, as of late, like there's certain things I'm really not good at that I thought I was good at. And that's a lot of the organizational stuff, a lot of the um, administrative uh, operational things that, you know, in a more of um, um, or a structured framework in a job environment, I maybe would have been good at, but left to my own devices, I'm, I'm really bad at. <laughs> and so learning to delegate, um, I'm still learning. I, I, I'm still fearful of that. Um, and but I, I'm working on letting go a little bit and then the, on the flip side leaning into your strengths and that's what I've been really focusing on in the last year as well um, including the the media stuff because um, I think I am pretty good at it and I enjoy it and if I want to spend some time there and can have somebody else take care of the things that I procrastinate because they're boring and I'm bad at then that's what I should do so you know the business side really I mean I know this is a people business and that matters but I think you can be really great with people but if you don't know how to keep your business organized it doesn't matter that much <laughs> it also it also means that you know you have a better idea of the profit and loss of your business right how much you're spending how much the return is um, mm -hmm. and, but but I think people get there if they've never come out of a you know strictly financial kind of background 
uh, there's so many tools now that where you can learn to create that that framework, so you, you don't mm-hmm. you don't feel uh, out of control in it. Um, okay. And um, but back back to to your career, um, who would you say had the biggest uh, or greatest influence and and um, let's call it a mentor for you? Was there one person or many people? I think <laughs> so. Um, there's like there's a few i i have um i worked with in a team environment for some time i started as a solo agent and the team i ended up working with that we were still kind of like solo agents within a small boutique kind of framework um the owner of that company um happened to be my partner at the time that i met in real estate and um it, it didn't work out uh, his name is eugene klein that's fine we're friendly but he was just brilliant he was actually a commercial realtor and most of the team was commercial with a few of us doing residential but really outside of the box thinker um asked you know really taught me how to ask questions like am i asking myself the right questions am i thinking about the right things and i i learned so much um from that um so i have to give kudos and that's partly why you know once that ended i I moved brokerages but um anyway that being said um i'll also say that the folks that i've gotten to know and the realtors and some of the leadership that i've gotten to know with my involvement with organized real estate have had such a huge impact on my life like organized real estate in itself has had such a huge impact on my life and having those relationships with folks who really care about the profession, who really care about trying to improve it and elevate it and and really spend a lot of time thinking about it, um, have really, you know, really caught my attention. I was lucky enough to meet them early on in my career and, and was encouraged to get involved by running um, to become a director in the Real Estate Board of Greater Vancouver. And um, it is, it's exposed me to so many things. It's exposed me to you know, um, trends in the, in the industry that maybe a lot of um, realtors aren't thinking about, especially things that are maybe going on in the United States. We haven't seen as much of yet up uh, here in Canada. Um, But just, just all, all these amazing realtors and, you know, the CEO of our organization, our COO of our organization, just people who are super thoughtful about this profession. Um, You know, I I can't say they've all attributed to like the business side, but it's impacted how I think about the industry uh, from a higher level. And it's given me a lot more purpose. And and you and I have the same uh, connection with organized real estate. When I was uh, originally, I was on the Real Estate Council of Ontario, that that, um, board of directors. And then from there, I went to the Toronto Real Estate Board, which now is the Toronto Regional Real Estate Board. And I found that the focus was so different when you're on the regular regulator or you're on um, a, a, you know, a local board. Uh, but it's interesting, we both had those experiences. And, and, and if you've never been either a volunteer or fortunate enough to be a board member, you really don't see the business of real estate the same way, do you? Yeah, I really, I think you are caught up in your own world of how you see the business. Um, and what is neat being involved is is being able to see lots of different models, emerging models, models that are having struggles, um, kind of peeking around the corner, what's going on, starting to um, recognize some of the assumptions I think we make within our own businesses, uh, in particular around 
like the consumer and their expectations and what they want. Um, so that's really been great. I, I actually haven't been involved um, with the regulator side. The regulator side in BC has drastically changed right. and is changing right. again. Yes. Um, the BC Real Estate Association is the uh, provincial association and our regulator okay. here um, is totally separate and um, no longer is like... Right. We better lay it's, off it's that government, one. We'll it's lay, government appointed. We'll lay off that one. Okay. So, so the BC <laughs> is like the Ontario Real Estate Association. It's, uh, it's the uh, representative of all the different boards, right? Yeah, okay. that's right. Well, going yeah. back to technology, because uh, yeah. I really like your, you know, your interest and your knowledge in this. There's so many new tools out there uh, for agents to market themselves. If someone's watching our podcast and trying to figure out which one, and, and the one I want to also ask you about is the newest one for me, which is Clubhouse. So, um, you know, if you were to prioritize new person watching the podcast, wants to get into social media, what would be the one, two, three, I guess if you include uh, Clubhouse four, what, how, how would you order them in terms of importance? Well, I mean, it's a tough question because I also think it depends on who the person, who the individual is, what type of um, presence they want to have and what they're most comfortable with, where their strengths are. Um, I think that a place like Facebook is a really easy way to connect with your network uh, if your network is on Facebook. Um, I also think that that's a, still, for now, a decent place to spend a little money uh, on advertising. Um, Instagram, I think... Uh, it's, I think it's had a resurgence a little bit over the last, uh, I don't know, six months or so and brand awareness matters. So, and I think it's quite easy to just post a few things and, and be thoughtful. Um, it doesn't have to take a lot of time. Um, that being said, I think the big thing is more about format. Uh, that's what I'm thinking a lot more about right now is more the format versus the platform. So, um, you know, when, uh, when we're thinking about, the sort of more traditional channels thinking about what's working on those channels what's get, driving organic reach in those channels um and that's really right now is short form video um so i would encourage people to start exploring short form video whether it be instagram and on facebook that's an area where i don't post as much and that type of thing and i should just a matter of prioritizing um you know, again, you can explore TikTok and we could talk about that. Um, but YouTube shorts is like a huge game changer right now with YouTube that they're trying to compete with all these other platforms and they have the money and they're owned by Google, as you mentioned. Um, I think there's a huge opportunity to find your place on YouTube right now. Um, and it's a search engine. So that's really important. I think for realtors, is I think a place where a lot of realtors are not there. So you can you know, okay. find your, carve your little space there for your area, I think. Um, and, and LinkedIn, I want to mention LinkedIn, another place that I'm on probably more casually than I should be, but the organic reach is so good. And I think playing with some of these um, approaches like adding short form video um, is, can drive great connections. You're meeting great business people in your community, um, people with wealth and people who know people. Um, and, and I think we all kind of still think of LinkedIn as like an online, I don't know, um, CV, which it's evolving from that. That being said to the other format is audio. Um, so audio, like 
podcasting, like what you're doing, which I think is amazing. And then Clubhouse. Um, and there are all the other platforms are starting to get into the audio game. So I don't know if Clubhouse will be the be all end all, uh, but I certainly do think that regardless, it's a great space to spend a little time. If you have access to it, you get an invite, you have an iPhone. Um, I think they're opening it up pretty soon um, to non-iPhone users, but um, more just to gauge how that type of uh, an arena is being used. So even if it's gone in 12 months, you can get a sense of how are people engaging. And I think it's so interesting, especially for people like us who were very social. Um, many of us have not had the ability to socialize the way we wish to or to network the way we wish to. Um, I find that Clubhouse has really replaced my regular um, conference going. So I've learned a lot. I've been able to meet a lot of great people, um, actually probably get some better um, tools and tactics than I might even get at an NAR uh, because I'm able to listen to YouTubers talking about YouTube rather than paid speakers who maybe once were realtors who are talking about YouTube. Uh, so I, I think it's a great space. Um, but it's also, I'm like spending a little less time because you can spend too much time. <laughs> we can talk about that right. too. So I know I didn't give you which one to be on, but I think more about how to think about it um, and start to pay attention to like the new ways people are engaging. No, I think, I think your, your answer is appropriate because there, it is up to the individual to some degree. It's like when you're new to the business and you have to decide how do you want to prospect Pick the way that seems uh, most comfortable for you, and the same with social media. In, yeah. ter in terms of the pandemic, um, obviously we've all had to deal with it in real estate. Um, how how did that affect your business, and and um, how have you had to pivot uh, to continue to to be successful thanks to the pandemic? Yeah, I, I think the number one thing um, that I did right away in March last year was I jumped into doing live stream property tours like right away. I had some really important new listings working with a, like a small developer um, and they were ready to go and we just couldn't put like put it on the back burner. So really leaned into live video, which I think has really helped me get more comfortable in video um, in general. Um, so I, I don't know how many live stream tours I've done, um, she probably like easily 250 live stream tours I've done over the last year. Um, so, and obviously that's um, bled into other areas, like doing a lot of Zoom meetings with clients and, and it's actually helped me, I think, um, create some efficiencies, which is great, but I think we'll carry forward in some cases. Um, one thing that, you know, there was a point maybe fall last year where I didn't have as much going on as I would have liked just because where the market was, maybe it was August starting to pick up, but um, me and my partner just started going out and doing live tours at new property developments. So like new projects, real estate developments, pre-sale um, started popping them, these tours up on YouTube. Um, we grew a YouTube channel from zero subscribers. So I think we've just reached over 9,000 subscribers in like four months, which has been great. So we just took all those videos and decided to upload them. So that's something we want to spend a little more time focusing on. Uh, but there's space for it. So I think 
um, I, I, the pandemic, as much as no one wants, wanted it, no one wants it, everyone wants it gone. It's definitely um, afforded those of us who want to leap into sort of new ways of doing things uh, to do those things. So it's, it's actually been really fun. Oh, good. Um, so there are a couple more questions, and, and it relates to the pandemic. Um, Zoom and video conferencing. Um, do you think it'll it'll continue to be an important part of the real estate business in the future, even once the pandemic uh, subsides? I think so. I think there's certainly many people who will prefer face to face as often as possible. Um, again, I think there's going to be many people who prefer not. <laughs> I think a lot of people now are a lot more comfortable with the technology and that might have been something that had gotten in the way previously. So, um, you know, for me, one thing that's been really interesting is something that would have maybe been a phone call before is now a video call. So I think it does allow some more personalization and intimacy even with your clients when you want to have that face to face, but doesn't require a sit down you know, take two hours of your day to get to meet someone and, and do all of that. Um, so I, I think there's going to be a bit of both and it's going to depend on their, you know, people doing the business and then also, of course, their clients and what they're comfortable with. And, and you know, I, I think it, the, the nice thing is you've got people who are now working from home that can maybe take a 15 minute break and address something really important by Zoom um, whereas before, like that type of thing never could have happened. So. Okay. So the, the last question I have is, um, back to your real estate career, what's the hardest business decision that you ever had to make? Um, partnerships. It's a perfect answer. <laughs> Continuing with them, building new ones, yeah. like feeling invested in something and feeling like maybe you got to work away from it. Um, you know, I think for someone like me, um, I really have to work with somebody or a group where it's complimentary. I think that's just with all of us. Um, but I think it's easy to work with people and have a lot of similarities. And then because of that, have a lot of room for failure. <laughs> all right. So, uh, yeah, I think all right. being very self-aware, like, what compliments you need in your business. I think that's the hardest part of a partnership is picking the right partner. It's like a marriage. You don't know till you're in it. Same thing with a partnership. So, yeah. Well, Ashley, I uh, really appreciate the time from what I've learned today. You're really busy and <laughs> good for you. Um, so thank you for joining us today and um, I'll see you on Clubhouse. Yes. Sounds okay. good. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much for having me, Howard. Pleasure. Thanks a lot, Ashley. Bye. Have a great day. You Bye. Bye-bye. We'd like to thank Ashley Smith, a Vancouver real estate agent with Oakland Realty, and you for joining us today. And if you enjoyed our podcast, please like, comment, and subscribe on your favorite podcast network or on our YouTube channel. And please tell your friends about us. If you want to connect with us, you can reach us by email at info at rewithhd.com or directly on our website, rewithhd.com. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time.